five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast. We're your co-hosts, John and Hugh, right over there. Today, we're joined by Elliot Crane, longtime friend, and uh, yeah, we just invited him and to see what he has to say. What's up, Elliot? What's up? I don't feel like I have any particular expertise, but I'm 29 years old and I've done things, so maybe I could talk about those. I love it. <laughs> Let's do it. Wait, so, so just before this podcast, we were catching up, and it's actually such a small world, so John invited Elliot on, and it, I was like, wait, who are we inviting on a few days ago? And I said, like, Elliot, Elliot Crane. It's like, wait, the one from Koru? So we used to do this program together in, what was it, 2015, after we were all bright-eyed and newly yes. introduced to the, the working world after graduating college. And they were in a program before about by a month. And so they were alums of this one program and I was in it after. And yeah, it's, it's a small world and now we're here. <laughs> 23, 24 years old. Didn't know a thing in the world. <laughs> I remember that the program was uh, popularized partially by Nas, the rapper, for some reason. <laughs> you serious? Yeah. Yeah, he was an investor. Yeah, right, right. So funny. Wow. I didn't actually know that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, that's crazy. All right. Wow. I don't even know, though, what... So Elliot, we we studied abroad in mm-hmm. Edinburgh together, but at the around the same, did we meet there? It's been so long. Oh no! Uh, you're yeah, going. Yeah. John's messing with the sound. Yeah, we're good. We're okay, good. We're, we're, good. Yeah, we're good now. Yeah. yeah. Wait. So we also studied abroad in Edinburgh together. But I'm trying to remember. We were just before this. We were trying to remember, and I was like, we need to start yeah. recording. <laughs> <laughs> we have like really. You were there. What fall of 2013? probably that's yeah. about right yeah yeah that's his trip but you went to claremont right or Pomona? Oh, wait so we knew each other before koru in 2013 from, from swim we... yeah 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 well i tried to join their swim team for like a few weeks <laughs> i didn't really do much the scottish swim team <laughs> yeah i i got it i had an edinburgh speedo and i went to the gym about a month oh, and really? a half ago and i was working with a friend teaching him to swim yeah. and i forgot yeah. to lock my locker and so somebody <laughs> stole my my bag and my oh, gear no. and my wallet and my speedo. And the thing yeah. that I was the most upset about was take my wallet, take my credit card, go spend eight hundred dollars <laughs> as you wish at Safeway, but give me back my speedo. <laughs> I was like really upset about losing my speedo. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> One of the guns. Was it like a Scottish flag speedo? Because I would miss out on that for sure. It, it was it was the Edinburgh University speedo. And I tried for uh, like two weeks to play on the water polo team there. So I got mm-hmm. like a water polo speedo. So it was really good quality. And then I just swam here and there with them. I see. <laughs> it was devastating. That's was such a really shame. <laughs> I wanted to post on the locker. Hey, yeah. whoever stole it, just give me back that. Here's an amnesty box. <laughs> That's, uh, that's fair i remember that school because i studied economics and adam grant lived in edinburgh and he's like the founder of capitalism 
I'll probably get fact checked by someone on the internet, but there's a statue of Adam Grant in right outside of Edinburgh. So it was a cool place to study. I love it. And you know that Elliot and I both aren't lying that we studied there because we both say it correct. We say Edinburgh, yeah. <laughs> not <Exactly>. Edinburgh. <laughs> Edinburgh. <laughs> oh, we learned that one quick. Where are you from? Yeah. I wonder. <laughs> Interesting. Right. Well, anyways, what do we want to talk about today, John? Elliot? Anything goes. Elliot, is there anything you want to promote to our one or two listeners? Anything I want to promote? I yeah. get to plug something? Yeah. Hmm. What do I want to plug? <laughs> I want to plug community because I think that is very valuable. And since that is a theme of the podcast and the idea that you can create community wherever you go in the world, it's just about getting together on a consistent basis and remembering that there is something more important than yourself. Awesome. How about uh, how about your Amazon business? Mm, you launched, yeah. <laughs> you launched not too long ago, right? Yes, I launched yesterday. Actually, I am now live selling on Amazon Pilates bar with adjustable straps and packaged with resistance bands. So now, if you go on Amazon, you can buy a product from me that I source from China, and so. I guess that makes me a business person because I've wanted to launch a business for like 10 years, but now I, people can actually go out there and make transactions on Amazon and give me money. So I guess that makes me a business person. American dream. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Capitalism. Let's go. That's really cool. So you got into fulfillment by Amazon It's FBA, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very Amazon awesome. FBA. So they do everything, all the logistics, and I just have to, it's expensive though. And my box is two inches longer than the standard size. So I have to pay an extra $3 per item to get it shipped, mm. which I didn't know at the time. So you live and you learn. I'll be having a three-piece Pilates bar next. So you can go, and then it can be packaged into a tinier box and then I can That's make amazing. a little more money. Wait, wow. So, okay. So I know a bit about it, but I don't know enough. So this supply chain that you're going from, yeah. from the giant China uh, drop shipping, but it's now mm -hmm. FBA type thing. How would you go from a long bar to a tri bar? Do you have, is that something a plan already does or is that going to be R and D or you would throw out a design and they would then manufacture it for you? Yeah, they, it's super easy to get started on and sell on Amazon. Basically, oh, wait, we shouldn't actually go too deep. I think we need this to be proprietary for you. Anyway, <laughs> we should go into other I mean, conversations. It's really complicated. It's really yes, exactly. complicated. Let's leave it gray. It's a magical. It's, no one can copy this idea. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. I, I went in and I mined a special type of metal for these Pilates bars somewhere in Africa. I cannot tell you where. Vibranium? But no, I, I couldn't say it could be vibranium, could oh be uh, ethereum, could be uh, platinum, could be gold, could be potassium. Wow. I'm just naming elements on the periodic table now. But oh, that's really cool. 
yeah, there's basically, it's just, a, I, I reach out to a supplier. There's a catalog of like 50 items they sell. I'm like, okay, that one's selling good on Amazon, but there's not too much competition. So I'm going to pick that one, which was the two-piece Pilates bar. And then uh, they also have, a, I just realized they have a three-piece one. So I was like, okay, same supplier, same contact. I can just switch to the three-piece and just select it that way. That's so cool. Have you made any sales so far? I have not sold anything. I'm meeting with my Amazon FBA consultant, Vlad, tomorrow, who lives in Chicago. And he is going to provide me some insight on if I should be selling to friends and family, if I should start with some advertising. So I've been working on this since December, which was from the research phase to the sourcing phase to the supplier research phase. Up until now, uh, uh, photography as well, uh, writing a copy, everything like written on the actual page about the product. And now it's finally live. So now basically I need to promote it and get sales and get reviews because who buys a product without any reviews, even if it's a good price. So that's where I'm at now. I love it. My first job in high school that was not really a job was writing fake reviews for a law firm office so <laughs> not proud of it interesting I, I i wonder how you do the chicken and the egg on, on the Amazon <laughs> fake well, reviews don't do that very <laughs> i needed money i guess yeah i think amazon would catch me yeah so that's really cool though so why did you start that I know that you're an econ major. I actually genuinely don't know very much more than that, other than we've crossed paths a few times and, and had a yeah. good time when we met, but you and John have stayed in touch and mm -hmm. now we're here. So catch us up. What, what's, what Elliot, what's Elliot been up to and how have you ended up becoming such a, a micro entrepreneur in the mm -hmm. end, becoming a maximal entrepreneur? I'm sure. <laughs> so let's see, since I graduated from USC in 20, when I uh, was 22, seven years ago, Oh, I, I bet you I've had at least seven different jobs. I've worked for Amazon. I've worked for Indeed. I've worked for Microsoft. I've worked for Nintendo. I've worked for a small community beach by my parents' house. And there's some roles that I'm sure I'm missing. Oh, masterclass. Um, wow. And you've been to how many countries? I've been to slightly more countries than jobs that I've been <laughs> A lot more, like a dozen more countries. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and since, and uh, one thing I realized there is that being, working in tech is great. Like compensation is great. Work-life balance is great. Coworkers are generally fun and chill, but I love to travel. I love being my own boss, at least that's my aspiration. And I want to find a way to be able to do that full time so that I don't have to work for anyone. And then also I can expand and grow my income and my business on my own terms. So I thought that Amazon FBA would be a great way to start something like that because it is very much a tried and tested type of business to run and so there's so much guidance out there for how to do it and i thought like instead of having some grand vision for creating some idea that no one has ever thought of before 
building out a business plan, getting investors, partnering, all that complicated stuff. I would just start with like the simplest possible business that I could. And so for me, that was doing Amazon FBA. I love it. That is so cool. So are you working a job at the same time or are you going full nose deep, toes deep? I don't know what deep, but just going in and <laughs> full time on this. Hose, a nose in the hose deep, definitely. And I, I'm working at Nintendo right now on the video game recommender system. I'm a data scientist there. Personally, I like just telling people when I meet them that I just recommend video games to people because then people are like, wait, do you work at GameStop? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. I do what? <laughs> you, you the AMC GameStop thing. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, but yeah, there's a 17 million customers in Europe and I'm helping build a system that provides them all with personalized video game recommendations, similar to how you go on Netflix and you see, uh, for here, we recommend what, what are some recommendations you'd see on your Netflix page? Historical dramas and Korean dramas, as well as random short films. Right. Historical dramas, Korean dramas, and, and short films. And for video game recommendations, you'd have recommendations for you, which, um, you know, based on knowing you, maybe uh, one of those, that game where you're a little, where you're a race car and you drive around and you hit the soccer balls. Oh, and, yeah. What is that called? Uh, the big, the flag, Rocket League? Oh, yeah, yeah. Rocket League. Um, I could see that one. There's another fun one called Dream Daddy. Maybe you'd like that. It's a RPG where you uh, you are the child of a gay dad and you're helping set up your gay dad with other gay dads. <laughs> There's a lot of interesting games out there that I have learned about through this job. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you're, uh, you're trying to move to New York or work remotely? I would love to move to New York. New York, I think, is a very exciting and energizing place. Ooh. And <laughs> taking all my friends, why is everyone leaving? <laughs> Wait, but you're in Arizona. I know, but everyone's going to the East Coast and I have to fly there to visit. Oh, yeah. still have, I have so many friends there and I still haven't visited since college. Sorry, friends. I love you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So you, you want to move out there, though? I do, but also if I were to get a remote job, I have a friend that just moved to Mexico. She's a web designer and she's living in this little commune in Oaxaca. And I think doing something like that would be super fun. That sounds amazing, actually. If you do that, I'll come visit. For sure. That'll be great. Yeah, no, absolutely. We can drink margaritas by the pool. I like that. Muchas cervezas. Muchas cervezas. See, <laughs> see. <laughs> sí, sí. What about you, Hugh? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think you're a web designer as well, but I may be yeah. wrong about that. I do some design work and huh. I, like a UX UI designer for web or mobile. Mm -hmm. I've been doing some PMing work and some dev work, but mainly designing and stuff like that and some PM stuff these days. Mm. It's been scattered. It's been fun, man. It's been a really good time. Really? Yeah, can't complain. I'm, I sadly don't have the ability yet. I, I choose to be in Arizona. But it would be awesome. I love what you're talking about regarding trying to be your own boss one day or working a job that allows you the freedom to travel, remote working, and such like mm -hmm. that. 
And yeah, that's really cool how you're tying it all together in that sense. So uh, you're still working at Nintendo and you're doing all of the FBA and such. What is it mm-hmm. that kind of got you into it? Because I'm still trying to figure that out for myself too, regarding yeah. how do I not just work, but also have a good time doing other things and trying to put other irons in the fire. So what is it that got you started yeah. there? Oh, that's a good question. I worked for this company in 2015 called the Mimic Method that taught languages through rap. And oh, that's another company that I didn't mention. I <laughs> worked for them when I was in Vietnam and Hungary. They were a mobile company that like moved around to different places in the world. And I worked for them for six months. And then because the founder didn't really have a great position for me, like he was just kind of threw me on to this project because he liked me. And even though there was no specific responsibilities, he was just hoping that I would create value somehow, which I didn't. <laughs> and <laughs> so he let me go. And he told me as he as he let me go, he was like, I think that you should try doing Amazon FBA because you're very analytical. You like thinking about data. And this is a perfect way, like the way that you do Amazon FBA is through data and analytics. And so I took his advice and started doing research. And I found a what I thought was a really great product, which was actually originally attaching wine label. It was like um, stickers, the size of wine labels that you could slap onto wine labels for different events like and it would say things like happy anniversary happy birthday happy uh kwanzaa whatever and i was so close to starting it but i just did not have the confidence to launch at that time it was a great product too because it's so cheap to manufacture stickers and you could sell them in packs of 20 for like 30 bucks probably Um, but I didn't have the kind of encouragement around me that I needed to launch that product. So put it on the back burner for a couple of years. Uh, and then realized last year that I still wanted to launch this product while I was in Sri Lanka with a friend talking to her about how much I love travel and was kind of re-inspired to try and find some business that I could create that would allow me the opportunity to travel and be my own boss and i realized that i really needed a mentor at that time because who could kind of push me through the whole process since i just kept getting stuck and not knowing what to do not knowing how to proceed a lot of different like paths that i could have gone down with a given product's development and launch and getting stuck there and so i paid for i paid actually i paid two thousand dollars for a consultant who would guide me from this uh, product research phase to the actual launch. And I'm super glad that I did it. I was very scared at the time spending that kind of money on one, but I was really grateful that I did because, I mean, I just launched a couple of days ago and I've been trying to launch a product for like five or six years. And so he, uh, he definitely helped me get to this point. Wow. That is so cool. And is it, is it like a one-on-one mentor? How did you find this type of person? Or is it one of those group thingies? Yeah, it's a one-on-one mentor. There's this wow. website called Jungle Scout, which is FBA, 
Amazon FBA research tools. And they also have the marketplace where you can pay for different kinds of consultants like photography, product research. And then there's mentor, there's the mentorships that you can buy that are like full product launch. And so I bought that entire package through this guy who had really, really high reviews. And that's how I found him. This is amazing. Well, yeah. I have two friends that I know that are just joining a Pilates program. So I will definitely be throwing that link in the description below for anyone interested. Oh, <laughs> great plug. Great plug. Yeah. How about you? So you said you were interested in starting a business or you're interested in maybe some kind of business development. Can you tell me more about that? Oh, yeah. Well, you're going to have to listen to episodes one through ten. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. <true>. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was caught. I was caught having not not listened to all the. Oh, that's that's way too much point. to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you listen. You listen to a little bit of of episode one, right? I did like that intro. It's fire, by the way. I was all John. Hey, <laughs> John is amazing. That was that was me finding <laughs> someone on the it. internet to do it. <laughs> <laughs> what a talent scout! <laughs> that that eye. He's like, I want that one. It's like, oh, that looks amazing. Yes. <laughs> please. So, yeah, it worked out really well. Uh, yeah, no, I feel like John and I really bonded in this in a way where both of us have quite steady jobs. We have a lot of solid priorities in life regarding, you know, family, friends, community, and then job as the hierarchies that we kind of have established. Mm -hmm. And then trying to figure out how do we continue to not just consume content, but also create some content. And what does that mean? I feel mm. like creating content is different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Creating an FBA platform or mm. creating uh, whatever else or a podcast or um, an app, right? So I feel like it's kind of fun. And it's just actually been a really fun way for us to kind of nerd out and mm. hang out since we're cross countries, but he's one of my closest friends and I miss mm. him a lot. And it's really nice. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, it's been it's been actually quite a fun venture. We we started this. It's been it's been fun. So I like tried starting a company once, like a few years back, and I was like, I'll, I'll I taught myself how to design and develop and try to start mm. a mobile app and an event based one for building and localized community events basically, mm. but it failed. And I was like, hmm. That's a bummer. And it was because I won was like, you didn't get a product out <laughs> for 10 months. And two, it, was, it just started out really stressful in the sense of you got to, it's sometimes, I feel like there are things when it's just not the right time to, to su mm. be successful at or succeed. And something mm. that I really like about what John and I have started, at least in episode one, we're talking about when we're like, what are we even talking about? Or why are we doing this? <laughs> it's, we're just trying to get to 52 episodes of mediocrely decent quality content mm -hmm. <laughs> up level a, a small thing or two and yeah get like a new follower per <laughs> millennia <laughs> you know like <laughs> so it's like low stress really fun yeah and we're not really trying to become joe rogan <laughs> we're just trying to hang out <laughs> so, yeah that's what we've been up to that's what i've been up to at least and then the rest of it you're like what am i doing yeah. and stuff or whatever but it's been fun it's cool it's fun. so 
I feel like I honestly probably listened to the first 15 minutes of the first episode and you mentioned like three things from that first 15 minutes so I'm feeling like good you're killing it yeah (laughs) interesting I want to learn more about Elliot though we only get Elliot for whatever 45 minutes an hour block (laughs) am I your first guest deeper (laughs) third Third. Oh, wow. Eugene, Sorry. Dr. Mike, and yeah, Elliot, you're our third. Sorry, Elliot. Dr. Mike. I need to not think about Dr. Mike because I feel like that's going to intimidate me. Oh, well, he only just talked about Tesla and crypto and Ethereum and Bitcoin. <laughs> Boring stuff. Boring. <laughs> we talked, we talked for two hours. That was wild. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, was pretty, that was really tiring, but yeah. that was a lot of fun. It was. I mean, you can, yeah. you can check out episodes 11 and 12 if you want. Yeah. Know. <laughs> I mean, two episodes nice yeah yeah mm-hmm. part one part two mm. but yeah it was it was much more fun than this one dreadful conversation we're having yeah <laughs> <laughs> no this is awesome so i i definitely am so much more curious but john what's another question throw it out there where are we going with this um let's see yeah well I'm 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 curious about I don't know what are, what are some like cool things that that Elliot that you want to do mm. uh, with respect to travel like maybe in between jobs like what what are your your dreams and aspirations with respect to uh, like fun things that work provides you but mm. uh, yeah like how are you like if you had if you had if you had a, this is a separate question, but like, if you had enough money where you you could uh, retire as a king in Thailand if you wanted to, how would you how would you spend it, and would you keep working? Hmm. Wait, <laughs> that was like four questions, but feel free Let to me just understand. So, if my choice, if I'm a king of Thailand, I'm the king of Thailand. No, that sounds no, pretty no, limited. Live, actually. live like a king in Thailand. Oh, not literally the money king to, to in Thailand. There's okay. only there's only one king in Thailand. <laughs> You're not gonna take him out for me. Okay, sounds good. I well, I actually bought a ticket to Egypt and Jordan for November, so I'm really excited about that trip. I can't answer your question directly about where I would want to go right now because I'm I just feel like this in this phase of life I'm kind of like what is I'm really more thinking about like what do I want to do for my next career move and what do I um and and where like where do I want to live but in terms of travel I definitely want to keep exploring the Middle East I've been to Morocco and just for me doing having experiences that are unique and in terms of travel culturally different environments for me is really exciting and so like I went to Morocco like there were just so many examples of like weird things that I experienced there that I just loved like It's kind of like walking in Fez in Morocco was like being in an Assassin's Creed level. Have you ever played that video game? Like it's just sandstone everywhere. You're in the desert. It's super hot. There are these really narrow streets that you're walking down. You're like, there's no way that there's a Google Street View here because that car is not going to fit through. 
and you like alcohol is illegal but at the same time you have four-year-olds trying to sell you weed as you're walking down the street um there's basically no women there um like they're i guess that they're all inside um they're the you you stay in these awesome temple kind of things there's this name from i'm blanking on but they're extravagant like they look like temples on the outside but they're actually people's houses and they have like three floors with a inside balcony like on each level and i remember when i stayed there with the friends that i was with that that i traveled with who i had met in edinburgh when i was there like you know each one of us would go up to a different floor and like yell down at each other like oh my god we're living in luxury right now yeah yeah and so we'll see maybe going to egypt and jordan will be like i did this in morocco already but i'm hoping not Uh, i'm pretty excited to go to a wedding in egypt which is going to have hundreds of people and so that should be pretty exciting especially post-covid like being around that many people should be fun and interesting um and then uh, in Jordan as well, they have some like amazing sla- uh, oceans and, and lakes. And there's a lot of, um, I think you call them like salt lakes where you go in and you're basically you just like float to the top naturally because it's so dense with salt. And so I, I think like uh, geographically, it could be pretty fun in Jordan as well. Whoa, that sounds so cool. What, what was it? So first in Morocco, the closest I've ever been to there was being in Gibraltar, since, you know, the mm-hmm. Commonwealth is what I support. And, and right across the ocean, they're like, do you see that? Uh-huh. That is Morocco. And I was like, I want to go there someday. Uh, uh-huh. and, and Wait, so Gibraltar? Gibraltar. Where is, is that in Spain? <laughs> yeah, it's right off the, the southern tip, I believe. Mm. It's the, the English have colonized it and never let it go. And there's like a lot of <laughs> turmoil with regards yeah. to the politics of that. <laughs> it's quite funny. <laughs> Still the queen. Wow. So it's an English call. Co- it's an English pro- uh, pro- territory. Yeah, it's like I don't know how many square miles. Probably. Oh, wow. Make a butchered guess: 40, 50, 60 square miles. But mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. Yeah. It's yeah. Interesting. It's um. You just reminded me of another really interesting experience I had, which was I was in Barcelona right before I flew to Morocco. The, going right over the Gibraltar Strait, I believe. It's like a 45 minute flight, but the contrast in cultures is like insane because, you know, Barcelona, it's a, like everyone, like particularly the women are, you know, just kind of like show a lot of skin and lots of colors, lots, lots of colors. And then you go to Morocco and then it's like, there's like no women and it. it's just a much more conservative culture. Um, so I think that's this is really interesting. Like you taking this tiny plane from Barcelona to Fez, and just totally different kind of people. So so cool. Was there anything? So the streets and and the way in which people interacted. But was that your first Middle East region yeah. that you've been to? Any other cultural differences or communities? Like what were some things that you did there when you were mm-hmm. staying? How did you explore the community? and get to experience it yeah that's a good question i we did a tour with a guide i guess you can't really go around fez without a guide because it's kind of the environment where all the guides know each other and so 
if you walk around as just a tourist in Fez, then you're going to get preyed on by random merchants trying to sell you stuff. So we hired a guide who was actually the uncle of the Airbnb owner. It's I, The vibe that I kind of got is that like everyone was connected to everybody there. And if you had any kind of service you wanted, like some guy has a cousin or an uncle or whatever that will, will hook you up. And so we did a tour of Fez, a walking tour, and they showed us the oldest, it was the oldest uh, university in the world, actually. And older than the University of Edinburgh. <laughs> and let's see, what else did they show us? Oh, um, I got to see where they make uh, a lot of their, um, their uh, Moroccan scarves and um, their the tiles because uh, they're very famous for, for their clothing and um, yeah, tiling. And then learn some interesting facts about Morocco. Like Morocco was actually the first country to recognize the United States as its own country when it separated from the UK. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Go yeah, Morocco. so yeah, um, I'm trying to think about other experiences I had, but while I was there, I remember getting lost while walking in one of those tiny little streets, which was very freaky. And like, because everything looks the same. It's all these like sandy walls. Like there are no points of reference besides maybe, oh, it's like that little four-year-old kid that I think that I saw like a few hours ago. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm in a circle again. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's like being in a corn maze. Yeah. <laughs> Would you recommend visiting Morocco? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. It was a great place and great food as well. Where would you not recommend visiting? Um, where would I not recommend visiting? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, it's okay if you don't have an answer. Yeah. Everywhere is awesome. Well, of that though, I guess is what are, what are the places that you have you don't need to list them all, I guess, or you can. And then what are your top three places? Because I have a travel bug. Mm -hmm. I, I want to, I definitely want to find some more cool places. And what would you suggest? Mm, cool place, cool places. I would definitely, I would recommend going to Laos. And it's very, very underrated, super cheap. Um, it's not touristy at all. So you'll get very much of an authentic experience when you go through there. And a lot of history that people know, people know, people know, they were bombed a lot in the Vietnam War. So as you're going through, as you're um, traveling through Laos by boat, which is what most people do, because there's this river that goes all the way through Laos, you hear, you hear bombs exploding in the hills. And it's actually them, um, it's them intentionally uh, disarming uh, uh, landmines that were left over from the Vietnam War like that that's still going on today because of all the stuff that was left behind wow that's yeah. incredible so lao is l-a-o-s right so yeah but you it's correct i'm guessing to call it lao not laos that is correct it's kind of like edinburgh it's the oh, silent the end is silent fantastic and and so this is in southeast asia so it's like near thailand and vietnam and cambodia it's like its mm -hmm. own country right okay yeah, yeah, it's its own country. 
I may or may not be Googling some facts on that. <laughs> so I'm just like, where exactly was this again? That's awesome. Uh, that's amazing. And so you were there and, and you, how did you end up there? So I have not been traveling and dude, can't, like quarantine's been happening too much. I need, I need to experience life through you right now. For sure. For this sure. Is, I don't think John <laughs> intended for this direction, but this is where we're going. <laughs> There's no direction. It's just whatever happens. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's well, it's just like my trip. There was, there was no direction or intention. Lao going to Lao was a very last second decision that I made when I was in Pai, which is this tiny little town in northeast Thailand. And I had met this hilarious British guy with long golden curly locks named Simon. And he told me that he was going to Lao on this three-day boat trip. And I was like, well, I'm just chilling here in this hammock, drinking a beer. Might as well go with you. And so <laughs> I jumped out of the hammock and got in a van. I did pack my stuff first and then got in the van and then drove to, uh, first we went to Chiang Mai, picked some people up and then drove to somewhere along the border of Thailand and Laos. And I believe here you can, uh, you can uh, fact check me here, but there's a river, right? That goes along the border between Thai and Laos, right? Like it's like right along the border. Mm, fact checking, fact checking. Mm. <laughs> Verified. <laughs> Sweet. What, what's it called again? Is it Yangon? No. Oh, let me zoom in a bit more actually. Um, they're giving me cities along it, but not it's the well there's the mekong river that's it yeah the mekong river so we're traveling along them uh so we started in, like north in the mekong river and then it was me and like 100 other europeans and canadians and americans ah thank you for that will our viewers get to see this screen yes, share yeah okay now good. a screen share on the youtube video version <laughs> yes all the memories are coming back now so so you ended you were in thailand and yeah. then you ended up in lao yeah and you were in a hammock somewhere <laughs> uh, fantastic. yep so cool yeah so were you staying in a hostel or were you just kind of chilling in hammocks for fun uh yeah i was staying in a hostel it's called the spicy pie the spicy pie, spicy pie. The the, pie. Yeah. good memories a lot of chill people and yeah it was a fun time some things i don't want to say i don't want to say to put on the internet but <laughs> no we'll have to we'll have to go off the record i want to hear more stories <laughs> <laughs> elliot we only have like one or two listeners that <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> yeah that's that is true i don't want to get canceled though <laughs> i mean <laughs> uh, all right i won't press it i mean it's totally fine that's okay what's like a so you're you're traveling through and if there's any stories to share that aren't totally cancelable oh, i'll just say that you know people in pie i wasn't necessarily enjoying them myself enjoy these things called a mushroom shake which is a milkshake you can buy at the cafe which has mushrooms a special kind of mushrooms hmm shiitake for sure Perfect. shiitake yes thank you <laughs> yes. that's you, awesome you got my drift yeah really really cool uh yeah 
I'm guessing those are those are that's actually really crazy. So I I once did a solo trip to Peru and I knew so I met some mm. people there and they're like, yeah, you can buy this type of stuff just follow along yeah. in Mexico mm. and did there. Is that is that also a thing in, in Vietnam and Thailand and stuff? Yeah, in Thailand, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of crazy because the the government, like you can get executed for being a drug dealer, but then also they sell mushroom shakes. At a cafe. Oh, at the hostel. At a cafe, yeah. I got it. Okay. Yeah, it's like Amsterdam, but not legal, legal, but legal enough. Yeah. That's really cool. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go on a spiritual adventure, a vision quest, I guess, go for it. Hey. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so when you travel, I just I just got back from an amazing time in Palm mm-hmm. Springs with John. And then afterwards I randomly ended up in Vegas to surprise mm. a friend to make them drink one beer at the doorstep. <laughs> Sorry, Rostin. And we we missed them, so we just surprised them. And then we were mm-hmm. there for about two days and it was really fun. But like for me, I came back just really invigorated. I was like looking up tickets to Hawaii. They're like 330 mm-hmm. round trips. So if you guys want to go to Hawaii, just let me know. No one else wants to go with me yet. For sure. 330 mm-hmm. round trip. I'm, I'm down. I don't actually know if you're joking, but if you want to go to Hawaii, we may go then. Let's do it. <laughs> like August, September, September. You, my sister is there right now. Oh, I'm jealous, Jackie. <laughs> 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 uh, so with that, I have a bit of a bug, and and I just I haven't traveled in quite a few years and done backpacking even. When I was in mm-hmm. Edinburgh, I did get to do Ryanair around to you know berlin barcelona mm. blah 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 yada yada and i i didn't really like i remember walking the streets of barcelona and kind of being like oh you know i stayed in a hostel and there's only one really good night for me where i kind of i met some people at the hostel i i got there really late at like 9 p.m and i got i was really tired so i just skipped dinner and everything and i just went to bed and mm. i woke up at midnight and I was like, you know, I'm going to make the most of it. Maybe we'll see what goes around. I just want to go. So I go downstairs. And me being ignorant, I didn't understand this about their culture at that time. But I go downstairs and I'm like, welcome. We're just about to have dinner. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? It's midnight at the time. I'm like, oh, I forgot. And they're like, yeah, it's just, it's just beginning. I was like, oh, OK. So we, we have jambalaya for the first time in my life. Delicious. And then we we mm. go out and hit the town, and I just remember going for bar to bar and meeting just with people from the hostel, going to yeah. you know this place to get wine poured out, and it was mm. a sangria thing, and had four spouts, and we all just started there, and then walked through wow. the city, and then people were like offering you beer, and you're like, you're offering drugs, aren't you? <laughs> like you want to yeah. buy a beer, and it's a warm beer, you're like, huh? <laughs> so those people are definitely offering drugs, and then you go to the beach, and you like we hung out, yeah. But, that was really fun to me but then the next two days i kind of like walked around town on my own and i don't know if it was my mental state or just where i was in life mm. but I, I didn't really enjoy as much walking and seeing i did a gaudi tour that was really fun but like the sagrada familia was amazing and such however yeah. doing it alone and then i just kind of walked around and so i didn't really learn about the culture beforehand i didn't really mm. experience too much about it i don't know if i did it right but I'm just trying to figure out as to someone who's traveled a lot more, do you have any tips for ignorant people like myself who have a bit less experience on one solo backpacking, don't know if you did, or two group travels and such? And how have you found 
for yourself, uh, has it been positive experiences? And if so, how have you made those kind of repeated patterns to have a good mm. time in the, the crazy places that you've been to? Mm. So you're asking kind of like how to get oh. that uh, authentic cultural experience. Can you hear me? Is your sound on? No. Maybe me. Maybe me? Give me one second. Sorry. Hello? Hey. Cool. For some reason, my AirPods just died. Give me one second. Well, while that's happening. Um... We hear you, though. Can you hear us? Difficulties, everybody. Sorry. This is know. all going in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we put an ad in here. Zoom is yeah. <laughs> all right, John, you Sponsored two talk by. to each other. Keep it going. I literally can't hear anything. Just go. Go, John. What's up, buddy? What's ready, up, John? Ready for climbing after this? Yeah, hell yeah. I've seen Elliot three days in a row, so it's been a treat. Ditto. Yeah. And uh, we're eating Chipotle. I'm getting hungry. Me too. <laughs> oh, people are interested well, in this. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's 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 the spirit of our podcast. We're like, is anyone listening? <laughs> we just put it out there. Yeah. And, and if people are interested, then they yeah. watch it. But yeah, once in a while, once in a while, we'll have a friend that's like, uh-huh. dude, that was awesome. I listened to the whole thing. And we're just like, oh really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Hugh, can you hear us? Oh, he's he's out. All right. Well, this message brought to you by Pilates Pilates bars. Yeah, from Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Buy your two-piece Pilates bar today. Link in the description below. Use discount code. What's the name of this podcast again? Oh, Moon Tea Podcast. Moon Tea. Use discount code Moon Tea. Do you want to do you want to say a plug for your Pilates bar? Yeah. Are you tired of going to the gym and having to wipe down materials and use masks? Well, have you ever considered a Pilates bar? It's not just for 25-year-old white ladies. It's also for everyone that can squat. So, please try it today and I promise you won't be disappointed. Bam. That's awesome. Thanks, dude. Dude, I'll be pumped when you get your first sale. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm so excited. I hope it happens because <laughs> I know you had so much. I, much I, I, <laughs> maybe it maybe it's maybe it's us. I hope, I hope this is all recording also. Yeah, I hope so. Let's see. This should work. This should, yep. You should bring We're Spencer good. on sometime. Oh yeah. Uh, I talked to Spencer about it. I, uh, everyone everyone that I see on a weekly basis, yeah. I, I, uh, uh, I'm on. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, realize, I realize I need to just be like, stay yeah. because usually everyone's like, oh yeah, that, that would be cool. And then I have one friend who's like, hey, you wanted me on your podcast? Uh-huh. And he's, he's gonna be on next week. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we're on we're on YouTube. We have like thirteen episodes. Um, just weekly episodes. Mm-hmm. It takes me like 
10, 15 minutes to edit them because I add the intro. Oh, intro. Yeah. And then, oh, and then I and then I listen to everything and I and I add the chapters. It's so like depending on what we're oh, talking about. Oh, you do. But um, script or like an auto scripting or. No, but I know those things exist. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to do more. Like, like I'm sure we could put our podcast on and Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts and all of that. But mm-hmm. I just don't know how to do it for free right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a struggle. I don't know. We're just going like this. You guys can hear me. Can, you hear, can you hear us? Yeah. But, but I don't know what's going on. I think my computer has. It's it's only two fifty six megabytes or gigabytes, yeah. and so it somehow the RAM's gotten overloaded and there's not enough storage, so it's going really slow. Anyways, no sorry. it's been it's been about an hour. Like, I know, but I want to finish this final question. Though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. and then we can finish it. So Elliot, what was my question, and what is your answer? I think your question was how do you recommend in joining. Like, how do you get a, a meaningful experience out of a country or a, a new city? Right. Yeah. That's a good question. And I think that it is the opposite of what most people think. And it's to spend as little money as possible. <laughs> and that's more of a result of how you do it than the actual intention. So I only went to Medellin in Colombia for four days, but I felt like I was, when I was there, that I got a super meaningful experience there because what I ended up doing was I did couch surfing and I crashed with uh, two different Colombian guys in Medellin for um, the first guy for the first two days and then our guide for the second two days. And with the first guy, I got to hang out with him. I got to hang out. We went out and we went partying. We, we drank some of their local to, their local liquor and, and did the dance, uh, did the dancing in the club, um, danced with some Colombian ladies. And, <laughs> and, uh, and then with the second guy as well, like went out with him. And I think like for, for me that, like actually living like a local like I'm literally you know in his bedroom or adjoining bedroom uh that was I mean that's about as close to an authentic experience I think you can get and then also these are people who are they're the hosts for couch surfing are people who are doing it out of the 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 generosity of their heart because getting paid and they just like people and so I think like that level of engagement and enthusiasm from the living like they are uh, and then also I'm only going to be doing the activities that they suggest and want to do with me as well um, is going to give me a really authentic experience as well and then the fact that the money isn't really that involved it's becomes less dist- it's it's I don't even think about it it's a kind of a distraction I think sometimes when you're traveling how much does this cost how much does this cost and when you're doing it on a budget on a shoestring, you forget about that. And you're just like, you know, I want to go to the restaurant you go to, even if that's like a $5 per meal restaurant, I want to go and party like at the places that you would go normally and party like just this, you know, normal guy kind of like me. And um, so, yeah, I think couch surfing <laughs> in a very, a very uh, concrete and specific suggestion. I've also used it to like meet up with people and go to parties and then uh, 
just there's you can just do like hangouts on couch surfing with locals as well got it i love it that's so cool that's actually really really cool insight and i, I suspect there must be an additional or an add-on that's for hammock surfing <laughs> that's awesome yeah cool well i i actually wish we could talk for longer maybe one day you'll be okay or open to opening up your schedule again and joining us i would love to <laughs> no, this has been a real treat honestly Elliot, anything you want to yeah. uh any parting words to our one or two listeners uh anything? three now three now yeah. no, what? three now <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh, yeah, three. i'll tell my mom to watch <laughs> um get couch surfing host i think that there's a necessary uh, either side to all this travel right is the people who make travel amazing for people that want to come and enjoy the city that they're visiting so if you have the means and the time and the opportunity to be a host and host someone or even just host an event to meet up with someone who's traveling then you can give someone you know in Chile and Israel and Senegal an amazing experience of Seattle so that they can have you know their equivalent podcast and talk about their experience visiting Seattle goodness that is amazing oh mr elliot senor elliot crane <laughs> you are amazing uh, i think we sadly have hit the hour so i guess with that we'll wrap up this episode this is yet another episode of the moon tea podcast with the, with the guest starring elliot crane your co-host john kim hugh berryman thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the moon tea podcast See you next week.